0: Welcome come up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn.
1: Indeed, it is uh, 7 a.m. or just passed it on the first day of September. And the countdown is on. Getting a, uh, a little tingle for football season. You got a little taste of it last night. We tease it, baby. Unfortunately, if you are a Spectrum consumer and con- customer and you don't you couldn't watch ESPN last night, and that's where Utah played Florida.
2: Mm, it's unfortunate. It's the way they did and it. It, it. was They did you dirty. It was pretty dramatic the way they did it. I think they let them get even some of the pregame in, and right when it was about to kick off, snatched the plug,
1: right out, done. Well, that's why so many people mm. are becoming cord cutters, too, yeah, because uh, they want to control it. Good but point. It leads to which stream do you have, and what do I have, what do I need. That's all going to take another step uh, up again in a couple of, or next week, Rod, when the uh, Sunday ticket and the Sunday package and the NFL kicks off.
2: Oh, man, yeah, it's a good point. Didn't think about that.
1: That all cranks up. So yes, uh, this is wait. a this is a Labor Day weekend with uh, college football uh, taking center stage. Uh, center stage. NFL will join it next week, but uh, all college football this weekend with some really good games. There's, I think there's at least you know one. Heavyweight game each day. I do like that South Carolina North Carolina game. I think that's gonna. Be, I think that's gonna be a really good football game. I think that's gonna be because you know, Mac Brown's defense struggles. So I do think South Carolina will score, but I think you know Drake May and Carolina will score on South Carolina. Uh, and, and of course, that's a border rivalry. That's a good game yeah. to start the I season. I said
2: rivalry thing is gonna be big.
1: And obviously LSU and <laughs> FSU, heck of a ball game. Heck of a ball game from Orlando uh, on Sunday. Yeah, though, your, your Labor Day special
2: should mean you know for. Uh, at least for Florida State, should have more representation.
1: It's going to be well. And if you were watching the state. the, uh, the Minnesota Nebraska game last night, and kind of had to tolerate that one because it wasn't aesthetically pleasing, it was an old, it was an old school Big Ten game, or it was bad offense. <laughs> well, that's old school Big Ten <laughs> okay, football. Okay, 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 Bad
2: offense is old school Big Ten football. Yeah. New, new Big Ten is going to have Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly and Kalen DeBoer. It's going to be a really Ryan sexy. Day. Ryan Day. They're have really sexy offenses in the and new Big Ten. then there's Michigan with the yeah.
1: sledgehammer. Yeah, but the old Big Ten, no.
2: That's, that's not sexy at all.
1: And that's what we got last night. But mm-hmm. so they are, I mean – they were promoting the heck out of the Deion Sanders debut. I mean, obviously, why wouldn't they? I mean, as they, they should, brother. As they should mm-hmm. with uh, Dion and Colorado coming to Cowtown. And, I'm watching it. Uh, I'm checking know, it we'll out. We'll be watching it. Mockingbird salute. Yeah, whether whether it's a
2: blowout or whether it's competitive, I think either way, it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> it's gonna
0: it's be, gonna it's be it's interesting. It's going to be interesting. It's a, they'll keep
2: that camera right. If it's a blowout, they'll keep that camera right on Dion the whole time, watching for the meltdown, watching his responses while he looks, all that kind of stuff. And if it's a, it's a competitive game, game well that's all they need if it's a competitive game uh, you may watch out because i think even if it's competitive it helps dion yeah he even if he doesn't win just to keep it close would help dion because they're predicting blowout predicting that 21 and get off the stick like on the madden game that that's what uh basically sonny dykes is going to do to dion and there's there's incentive right because dion could potentially because of his influence in dallas he could be poaching some of those kids that TCU is trying to recruit there in DFW, which is the second most fertile Metroplex in the country
1: right now for producing NFL talent. Well, don't think Sonny Dykes doesn't know what you just said. And mm-hmm. Sonny Dykes is in the Metroplex. He know it. And he was in the National Championship game a year ago, and if he can lay one on Dion in primetime with all the eyeballs it's going to get, that sends another message that, yes, hey, this is an IT program. This mm-hmm. is a growing program. Yes, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, but you know we're, we're going to become – you know, a dominant program in the Big 12 moving forward from the DFW and uh, make it ours. So, yeah. uh, those you know, messages sent early, and who knows? Because both teams have so many questions. I mean, TCU's replacing their best player at every position on their team, uh, really. I mean, the quarterback, running back, receivers, two of them. Defensive offensive line. Their defensive defense, line. Their, their defense. defense is they their, still their, have.
2: They still return good players at almost every level. That They defense. do. Corner, oh, like, the yeah. corner
1: is really good. Josh
2: Nude's a good player. Yeah, I like. I like their safeties. Their safeties are are good players. They got probably the best. They probably got the best secondary
1: in the because I, I think their defense will be ahead of their offense. Early, no
2: doubt. Early. <laughs> no doubt.
1: Because again, you're replacing two or three offensive line starters. You're replacing the quarterback, uh, Kendra Miller at running back. It's a lot. Quentin Johnston and, and Tay Barber at receiver. Uh, but no one... Uh no, not no one. But but very few use the portal as well as Sonny Dykes does. And they I mean, and they
2: had their best recruiting year in the history of the program.
1: Yeah, well so. seizing the striking while the iron was hot for them and Oh yeah, he did get Jojo Earl and that and Trey Sanders. Went up to T- Tuscaloosa and the Brockermeyer.
2: Yeah, and the Brock you're right, Tommy Brockermeyer, Brockermeyer too out of Alabama. And by the way, the offensive line is supposed to be a strength for them too. Uh mm-hmm. they actually return a couple of guys from the offensive line. Not everybody, but they do return well, their tackles, I believe, on the o line. So that'll be good for them. Oh, the guys in the the secondary Johnny uh the secondary Bud Clark is a safety he's a I think he's a star I love me some Bud Clark uh also Mark Perry really good safety for them and then they got Josh Newton at the corner their linebacker Johnny Hodges uh, returns and he was a good Hodges. player. For us. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Overnights <laughs> on WMMS, Johnny Hodges. <laughs> He's
2: a good player for him too. So they got. I mean, you're right. They 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 have well, some and the pieces. They the, the did lose a lot.
1: Kid Josh Newton's really good. He is an NFL player. Yeah, big NFL. time. Yeah. Uh, and so the fact that I say that the defense will be ahead of the offense, Sonny Dykes always has offense. Yeah, he has seven starters returning on defense. So you're and right. he has Chandler Morris, who was going to be a starting quarterback last year. He won the job. Yeah, he uh, won the job initially. Chad Morris's son. Uh, and so yeah, again, I I I. I by the way, congratulations to Ty Henderson through the glass. Tip hey. of the cap. He went two for two on his Sex Panther picks. I told you it's football season. There I you. told you he said
2: he's in he's in football mode. He was picking baseball games and then he was whiffing and he's wondering, oh, why am I whiffing? Because he's in foot his mind. He's in football mind set right now.
1: Football yeah. mode. He can, he just you know he just throws money away on baseball because he doesn't know what he's talking about and on football he actually does know what he's talking about. That's a fair point. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's a fair. Point. The Sex Panther picks, and we'll we'll have to do those a little earlier today because so we got to get some picks up. But I will give you my. I, I'm going to take. I'm going to lay the points and take TCU. You got to. I just can't believe that 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 you're going to take them for 20, the, 21? Deon, yeah, Well, 20 and a half right now. Well, oh, nice. twenty
2: in the hook. It's, boy, it's basically what well, you're taking it over, right? You are yeah, taking them, to cover, taking them to, to cover that number.
1: I just can't. I, mm. Deion Sanders, I like. I like Coach Prime, but man, to flip a roster, sixty-sixty-five players, and then go on the road and play a team that played in the national championship game last year, I just, I, I can't, I can't. I, I just think it's going to be controlled by TCU, and I think they'll have the bigger plays. And they have some nice players at, at Colorado. I mean, shoulder not have a team. It's not a team. They Does got it?
2: players, but not a team.
1: Yeah. I mean, Pat, I mean, Deion Sanders will tell you that Travis Hunter, the corner, who also is going to play wide receiver for them, mm, trying to get him in the Heisman conversation, is, is the best player in college football. So again, but you, it, it, yeah, a couple guys don't win; a team wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, depth wins.
2: You got a good quarterback, especially on the some. road
1: in a tough environment. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I will. I know it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points, and, but I will lay them.
2: I will say, watch out early for not, uh, trick plays, but things that um, may deceive the TCU early because i I think. Deion Sanders knows he cannot play four quarters necessarily with TCU. He's either got to get a lead early on and kind of shock them early on and stuff, or he's got to find a way to separate to give himself a cushion early and then just kind of withstand uh, four quarters of football. Because I agree, if they try to play with TCU for four quarters, uh, yeah, he doesn't have the depth. He doesn't have the depth. They'll wear him down.
1: The full quarters. I have a question for you. Uh, we get into ahead of Rod's rant here coming up, or even in, and you can, I, I, you said something yesterday at LaBaca Street Bar uh, that I was really intrigued by, and I'd like to uh, pick your brain on it a little bit, our let's football theorist, but first, let's get you the quick headlines. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bringing you the news. Texas football, day away now, a little over it uh, for the Longhorns opening with Rice. Yesterday, Steve Sarkeesian met the media for the first, uh, the final time before kickoff. Remained coy about his depth chart officially. Did give some insight into a few ongoing battles. He did reveal that right guard DJ Campbell will be the one with the, the starting 11 on offense. He'll be supplanting last season starter Cole Hudson. Um, Sark was clear to say both will play in the game, but the uh, sophomore from Arlington will get the go. Also, uh, at backup quarterback behind Quinn Yours, Coach Sark said the staff plan to make a determination today whether Malik Murphy or Arch Manning will be the number two quarterback. He also said uh, a depth chart will be released on Saturday, game day. Uh first full weekend of college football kicked off last night. A couple of big matchups, as we mentioned. Utah put the clamps on Florida. They beat the Gators 24-11. Also, a defensive battle in Matt Rules' debut at Nebraska. Cornhuskers carried a 10-3 lead into the fourth quarter at Minnesota. But a pair of huge turnovers allowed P.J. Flex Gophers to rally and steal a 13-10 win on a long field goal at the buzzer. Week 2 of the high school football season kicked off last night. Several games, including the Warriors of Westwood, rolling past Austin High, 49-14. Weiss put it on LBJ, 44-19. Bastrop outlasted Leander in a thriller, 41-40. Hendrickson topped Colleen Ellison, 26-21. Colleen outscored uh, Stony Point, 48-40. Plenty of good, uh, really good. Week 2 action under the Friday night lights. Tonight, Bowie faces Cedar Ridge. Hutto and Liberty Hill square off in a good one. Georgetown is at Vista Ridge. Cibolo Steel is at Lake Travis. And Westlake will host converse Judson in a heavyweight fight. Uh, You'll hear a game right here on the horn, of course. Vandergrift, the Vipers, hosting their neighborhood rivals, Cedar Park, in that rivalry matchup. 7 o'clock, the kick, 645 on the pregame. Baseball light night in the bigs. Rangers-Astros-Mariners all off. They all have big series this weekend. Uh, Rangers now in second place. They open a home series with the Twins. Astros welcome the Yankees to Minute Maid Park in a big-time series, and the Mariners will be in New York to face the Mets. Tough loss for Round Rock last night. They carried a 2-1 lead into the night at OKC and lost 4-3 to as the uh, Oklahoma City rallied for three runs in the ninth.
0: Corn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. The heat's made us crazy. Get up to $100 off select steel backpack blowers and employee pricing on all zero-turn blowers in stock this month at Top Gun. we will shoot you straight.
1: All right.
2: We got breaking news. Oh, boy. Uh, being reported by Brett McMurphy as well as others. ACC will add Stanford, Cal, and SMU in 2024. Uh, the league's presidents got the required 12 or 15 votes to expand the ACC's football membership to 17 schools. SMU will not receive any media rights revenue for the first seven
1: years. Back up those big-money donors. (laughs) While
2: Stanford and Cal receive reduced shares, um, one reason ACC added Stanford, Cal, and SMU is ESPN's media rights deal with ACC allows ESPN to renegotiate if league drops below 15 members. Um, With potential future departures of Florida State, Clemson and North Carolina, potentially, all who voted against expansion. The ACC wanted to get Power Five schools now, opposed to group of five schools later, to maintain their required membership number. So there you go. See, they're anticipating that, if, that this is not going to please Florida State. Because Florida State has basically said, even your uneven revenue sharing model, it does not get us close to what the Big Ten and the SEC are making. And that's the kind of money we believe our brand All right. Is worthy of. That's that's our valuation of our brand. And then Clemson and North Carolina may also decide, hey, man, Florida State, if you're going to go get some more money, we'll go with you. Because our brands are pretty strong too. Clemson, of course, in football. North Carolina, that's jump, man, jump, man, jump, man, jump, man, jump, man. That's your Michael Jordan and, you know, North Carolina basketball. So they would make them sexy and attractive to other conferences as well.
1: Well, and that's, again, that's the battle of lawyers because uh, granting of rights through 2036 and, you know, can they fight their way out? I know some at Florida State have said, we believe we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a, a court battle. Uh, but either way, now it's an 18-team league. And, uh, you know, people talk about, what you know, SMU, it's, it expands the footprint is really what this is about. And we know behind the curtain of all of this, the Wizards of Oz are Fox and ESPN. You know, they're the <laughs> ones making this happen. And as we said earlier, I mean, a- the ACC mm-hmm. wants more money from ESPN. ESPN said, no, we're not giving you more money. We're in agreement right. through 23- thirty six. <laughs> exactly. Why would we do that? Yeah. Well, and this is where they went back to ESPN, behind the curtain, and said, look, what if we added a team in, in mm-hmm. Texas and in a huge media market like the DFW? And then what if we add two schools from the West Coast uh, so you can have you know, yep. for, your, for your inventory, you know, Stanford and uh, Cal, you got games on the West Coast and the Pacific time zone as well. And, yes, it's a coast-to-coast conference just mm-hmm. like the uh, Big Ten now. And you know that's the argument, and so ESPN's willing to spend more uh, with them, add more to the uh, add more loot to the overall mm-hmm. haul because they're now, you know, you know, playing in, in different time zones and expanding the brand and expanding the reach, and then the argument has been I, they had to get one of those schools, Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, or South or North Carolina or Clemson to. Uh, to agree because they were they were stale they were stalemated. There were four votes against, and they needed yep, they to turn somebody They needed they one person somebody. to flip. Yeah. And who did that? Who is that? We can. Well, I'm sure somebody will reveal that because, you know, because the idea is the 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 extra money that ESPN will add now, and the fact that it's not going to go to SMU for seven years, and it's not going to go but in you know, nickels on the dollar to Cal mm-hmm. and Stanford. Yep. The argument is that that can go to the Florida States and the Clemsons, in an uneven revenue sharing model for the for the short term here. To appease them, yeah, and keep them in the conference, and say, okay, here's extra money for you, you know. Just shut up for a while. Shut up. Be happy.
2: <laughs> shut up and take the. Shut up and take my money.
1: <laughs> and that came from ESPN, but ESPN needed something that that would you know make them willing to go. The other big part of that story in my mind, Rod, is that Notre Dame was a strong advocate for adding. That make I think that's a big part of it that, too. That may have because Jack Swarbrick they uh, could compel
2: some other members.
1: Yeah, because they want they want to play Stanford every year, and now mm-hmm. that can be. A, and they need
2: a, they need another member that's uh, high minded in academics like them. Well, think about it. Okay, right.
1: and I know people, you know, don't want to think about the money and the the TV and how they're driving everything, because it's 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 not it is it's a big business. But so think about it. If Notre Dame is pushing for it now, ESPN has a chance. So every year Notre Dame can play either Cal or Stanford on the road, mm. right, as a yep. road game with their tie to the ACC. And guess what? ESPN is going to be able to broadcast that game every year. Well, in the late evening, mm-hmm. they're going to be able to play Notre Dame, Stanford, or Notre Dame, Cal
2: in content.
1: And then, of course, NBC <laughs> will get the home game the other every other year. That's the content, mm-hmm. and that's a big game for them. That'll drive a lot of revenue and eyeballs to ESPN. And you know, that's small. I mean, think about it. When how did Texas buy its way out of um, Texas and Oklahoma get out of the Big Twelve a year early? They made the concession with Fox that Texas would not play a home game with Michigan next year they make it a road game and then that that game would go to Fox and Fox mm-hmm. would be able to take the revenue from that huge game with huge, two huge brands Michigan Texas yeah. it's going to be in the big house it's going to be the big noon kickoff that was the concession mm-hmm. and and think I mean that's worth millions of dollars oh, to yeah. Fox to get that game away from ESPN to be able to make that their lead game in September and that was a huge part of the concession that that Fox w- was able to t- pull that away from ESPN, and then okay, that you know that's the networks negotiating, and that helped Texas and Oklahoma get out of the Big Twelve a year early. And that's just mm-hmm. you always have to go when you think about how are these things happening, why are they happening? You have to go straight to TV, straight to TV, because they're pushing they're all the
2: puppeteers, bunch. man, behind the scenes, and they're uh, looking
1: for content. Uh, and 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 by the way, the
2: best content for these net these networks, these broadcast broadcast networks these days are. Sports and news, because it's only two things that Americans are willing to watch live as a social event. Everything else, we want to watch DVR, we want to stream it, we don't want to watch it live. We'll watch sports live. We'll watch news, kind of these presidential debates or whatever that's about to happen, Americans will watch them live. They just they don't we don't watch a lot of things live. You can count them on one well, hey, hand.
1: Rod, we're with with our convenience with our partnership and connection with Inside Texas. I'm going to be hosting the Watch It With Us in game live broadcast of a game. Exactly. The, the, the it's our, it's our version of for every Longhorn game there'll be a Manning cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I will host it and you will join, and Bobby yeah. Burton and Jerry Hamilton and all the insiders, and we'll watch the game together. Not only people do make an appointment to watch these games; it's a social occasion. They'll also watch their computer on YouTube yeah. and they'll engage. And they'll
2: go, uh, I'll go on social media and I want to tweet about it and talk uh, yes. to about it, engage about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the only things, but people do that also with politics. And it's why politics and news are really big. That's where people, they're most passionate. Yeah, exactly. It is a passion. That's a great point. Passion. That is also something that links these two things together. Passion, and yeah. they're starting to uh, hone in on that. Here's the here's the uh, the real quick quote. And this is obviously before this news, but this was from the Florida State uh, Board Chairman. Um, and remember, he was talking about how Florida State's displeased with their current state and their current uh, media rights deal with the ACC. He said, "quote uh, We have gotten a lot of counsel on the grant of rights document." And that will not be a document that keeps us from taking action. Dang. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. This is what uh, Peter Collins, the FSU board chairman, said about the grant. Well, right. of It will
1: not keep us from taking action. Know, and, and if you've ever, well, most of us have been to a lawyer, they're just legal opinions. Yeah, and you got to prove it. You got to win your case, and that, that that becomes the battle of lawyers for yeah. sure. But if they, but if, does this make Florida State happier? Does I mean, this would make Florida State and Clemson a little easier? That the, this cash, this bonus cash. I don't know
2: if it does. Here is the other quote that he gave about uneven revenue sharing. Um, he said, "Quote: It's not going to get us there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's say it gives Florida State six million more a year. Okay, well now we're not losing thirty-five million a year. We're, we're losing twenty-nine million a year. It's still insurmountable." When you go to the schools and say we're spending X and you're spending Y, we're competing at this level, and you're not, you know, it's a touchy subject. So he's basically saying, and by the way, another quote from uh, a member of that board said, it's not a matter of if but when Florida State leaves the ACC. And they know that's why they decided to, you know— craft this disarrangement uh, this the way they did. Like, hey, let's anticipate we may well, have and, some,
1: some departures. Well, to leave, you have to have somewhere to go. And at least publicly, uh, Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, has said we're happy with mm-hmm. a 16-team conference right now. Because the most logical place would be the Florida State and Clemson roll into the SEC um, and make it an 18-team conference. And that still could happen if the legal you know, impasse can be reached. And this would still keep, even if Florida State and Clemson were to leave, this would still leave the ACC at 16-teams, right, mm-hmm. uh, with these additions. Uh, so, again, it's uh, it's hot and heavy all the time. Uh, but, again, this says uh, this text texture says, but Cal and Stanford add no substantive value. They have no appeal. I don't get the acquisitions. Again, just it, go to the TV.
2: Yeah, it's about markets. Go to the markets. Mm-hmm. Go to the
1: time zone. I know it seems it's all not about football. I know their, their teams have not been great. I mm-hmm. get it. It's not about that. ESPN wants West Coast primetime programming. Yeah. And whether – I mean, again, think I said Notre Dame will play at Cal or Stanford every year. Well, and you can send Clemson to play at Stanford every, every few years. It's a big yeah, yeah. And they, right. that's how they think. They think long-term. And, again, well, why would you add SMU? Because SMU doesn't cost you anything, and now you're in the fourth largest media market in the country. And, you know, well, SMU is not any good. Well, you project if they get better, if they can recruit to being in the SEC, and they're playing big TV games where – you know, you know, Dabo Swinney is bringing his Clemson team to the Metroplex to play SMU. Um, you know, again, none of this is perfect. The only two conferences that have every you know have checked all the boxes are the SEC and the Big Ten. Ding ding ding. Everyone else is trying to cobble something together that yeah. can be as competitive as possible, like the Big Twelve and the ACC. And we know that the Pac-12 is now officially gone. And so it's a Big Four. There's a Power Four and a group of six conferences now. And the this is the way the TV networks want it. They wanted four. Did. They didn't want five. That's an uneven number. They wanted four. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it was going to be the Big 12 that survived and or, or, or collapsed or the Pac-12 that survived or collapsed, that was going to be up to those two conferences. And, obviously, Brett Yormark and the Big 12 conference won that. And the Pac-12 is over, and now everyone else is finding one of the other four. Yeah, the the,
2: the, the most intriguing story of this uh, realignment saga here with them, uh, the ACC adding uh, these schools SMU, just deciding, you know what? We'll, we'll just go without any revenue sharing for seven years. We'll, yeah. just, we'll do this same pro bono well, for. And a that's while. why they've been raising money from their big <laughs> money.
1: They think they can. They they think they've raised two hundred million dollars already to help offset the no. Re- like the, what just, were they making in the American Athletic Conference? Five million. a yeah, year? Yeah, not much. Yeah, not much. So and the idea is, if you're SMU, and again, this is long term. Remember when? Uh, yeah, they're just an investment in the future. Yeah, you remember yeah. when? Uh, you're planting a seed, essentially, and one day it'll be a tree, right? That's what. Yeah, and you
2: won't when, be around to see it, like that tree you planted in your yard. When, Jay, yeah. when it looks
1: beautiful, you'll and, have at sold it. Se-
2: yeah, yeah, you already moved on.
1: Well, because when Jay Hartzell made the, uh, the the shocking decision at the time, the announcement that that shocked everybody, that Texas was going to the SEC, what did he call it? He called it a 50 year decision, right? Yep. This is a, this is what's best for Texas over the next, mm-hmm. you know, several decades. Yep. And so if you're SMU, yeah, short term, your boosters will carry you revenue-wise for the next 7 years, but after that, hopefully this thing has taken mm-hmm. some root and all of a sudden you're you're way better off than you would have been staying in the American Athletic Conference 7 years from now.
2: Yeah, the goal is to be TCU, kind of what they what they That's become.
1: Right. And look what happened to TCU journey. since joining the Big 12 yep. and getting out of the Mountain West Conference. Mm-hmm. I mean that 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 has grown them and, and and more than ever you have to be in one of these four conferences. Yeah. If you're going to thrive and grow over the, the coming years, because everyone else is going to fade fade back.
2: Well, and we're dealing with uh, probably the most uh, uncertain and unstable time in college sports because we have no idea what's going to happen with NIL in terms of federal legislation that's coming. We just don't know how it's going to look, right? The transfer portal, stuff like that. It, it, there, all these things are brand new and there's really a, a kind of, you know, that's not a lot of guardrails. <laughs> None. <laughs> no structure. All these things. That's coming, by that, the way. Exactly. That's, that's coming in the future. And I you went when everything settles down, you want to be in, uh, in a conference that has stable leadership. That ha- and that leadership has a vision well, for the future and how to handle this ever-changing landscape of college sports. And the truth is, that's why that and money is part of it too. But that's a big reason why Jay Hartzell and Kevin L. Tyfe and CDC uh, and Chris Plonsky they decided to make the move. We got to make this move because, like you said, 50 years from now, we have no idea how college football is going to look, and we need to make sure that we have stable leadership that can handle the uncertainty and the changing landscape in college. They have a vision for how to handle it, and that's why you went to the SEC. Yeah, because well, Sankey's that guy.
1: And I will say this: I mean, we get a time, We'll come <laughs> back to Bosby Rod's is rant. Not. <laughs> we'll come back to Rod's rant of the day and get into some Texas football yes. talk. I Have a question for Rod? We'll talk. Rice. Longhorns uh, are coming, but also the. Um, I think you know in the, in the game of musical chairs. I think this move here that, that if you're just tuning in, ACC has voted to add SMU, Stanford, and Cal. Uh, came down after a board of region, uh, the the school presidents last night. Um, I think the music music's over. I think this will be it for the foreseeable future. Okay. I think this because everyone was trying to figure out. Okay, where are we going to land? Stanford and Cal. We need them. Notre Dame was pushing for it, and okay, we'll add SMU because the Metroplex and the ACC gets a team in Texas. I think that's it for a while. Now there could be within those teams. What's a while?
2: Because I think Florida State.
1: I think Florida State's going to. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think. I think
2: Florida State. I think Florida
1: State wants out. Okay, but that could come. But they're going to go from one power conference to another. Yes. I think the group of four set.
0: Oh, I think yeah. those are your teams okay. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
1: those are your teams now. Yeah, uh, they're not going to be. The, no, none of those conferences are going to add anybody else, unless Notre Dame wants to get in a conference. But they're essentially in the ACC now because they had so much power in making this happen. So now they're going to stay comfortable in the ACC and even grow that relationship with the Atlantic Coast Conference. Uh, the Big Ten can can forget about you know adding Notre Dame ever in my mind. And this is it. This will this will be it. Um, I don't disagree with that. So if your school is not in the group of four now.
0: Rod Babers, Austin, Texas, Sports, The Horn. All
1: right, Rod Babers. Uh, the number is 68. If you consider Notre Dame part of the ACC, okay. I think's the way that works. There so I think. Go. Uh, At this point, with the breaking news this morning that the ACC has voted in the affirmative to add Stanford, Cal, and SMU by next year, that will settle the musical chairs debate because that would make them an 18-team conference. The Big Ten, with the additions of the four West Coast schools, will be an 18-team conference. The Big 12 and the SEC will be at 16. And that would make 16. yeah. I mean,
2: that's close to the number. I think the number of people that you throw around was like sixty four plus Notre Dame, sixty five. So you're right there. You just the ones that snuck in were SMU, right? Yeah, like one, SMU. You had, you had like they one or two that snuck in that you just didn't expect to sneak in. So it was like SMU. I don't know. I haven't looked at it, but yeah, a few snuck in there. But you're right. And SMU is smart because, like I said, they. I mean, you get left out of this thing, there's no telling where – when the separation of the have and the have-nots happens.
1: It's happened, yep. You're
2: right. There's no telling where you end up with the group of five and, is there and what anybody, they become.
1: And now that – because everybody argued for Stanford, too good of a school, too good of an athletic yes, department. Yes, I agree that. That's crazy
2: that they didn't – they weren't coveted. So That's now that they're
1: in, along with Callen and Rice, or Callen SMU, is there anybody else who, who got left out? Who should have been there? I don't see one. Because people will like, go Boise State or – Boys you know. State should
2: have made that move years ago. They should have made it. They were so hot. They could have made like, it.
1: like who didn't get they, in that they, should be in. Boys State probably
2: could have tried to do it, but they, they they need to pair up with another school and do it, and they never tried to make the move. Because I don't
1: think anybody out there can make a strong argument that no. of the, of the number 69 is who? 69. Good for go. UCF
2: too, by the way. UCF pulled well, the stunt. good for too. Houston because Houston, well, SMU, they well, got U, in. U of H has always been in that kind of school, right? U of H has had all-time great players. They had five slammer jamma. You're talking about the running shoot. They've had Heisman Trophy winners. Like U of H has already had tradition. UCF ain't had a damn thing. And new. what they did was they capitalized. As soon as they got hot, they were like, "We're hot. Let's go. Let's Hit go. Go 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 go." And that's what Boise State should do. That man, we're hot. Let's go 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 push well, now. Boise State might not have made it because your market sucks. Mm. All right. They don't <laughs> Nobody TV cares sets. about it. They don't but, have TV sets. But man, you you probably should have made more of a push. They never even tried. That was never. Oh, really I, think a push. I think they did.
1: I think they did. They just don't have TV sets in Boise, Idaho. You it just is, don't. It doesn't move the needle.
2: Should have. You should have. You should have uh, paired you, up with somebody else. You had to pair up with somebody. Well, that's how the money, money works. Have a partner
1: for every school you add. You have to share more of the wealth, right? Yeah. Uh, we split the pie another way. And if you your you're, you're don't bring any TV sets, which where ESPN's, well, we're not paying for Boise State. We don't get anything out of Boise, Idaho. Uh, that's the problem for them. But I think they're out. If there's a school you're thinking of that didn't make the top 68, I can't think of one in football. Uh, we're not talking about mm. basketball. We can talk about basketball over here. talking talk about football. Uh, you know, maybe. This is
2: Washington State, Oregon State. Uh, they just nope. didn't make the cut. They weren't mm. sexy enough.
1: UConn, no. Mm. No, sorry. UConn, you know, bas- yeah. Because some
2: people are throwing there because of their basketball stuff. Well, we're not talking about basketball. Knicks.
1: We're not talking about Gonzaga or UConn. No, we're talking about football. we talk about football, which is what Rod Babers is going to do here in the uh, – Rods rants. Of a-
2: another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear, Check, Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to- dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Friday. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going
2: to
0: take this anymore.
1: Find out what happens when people
0: stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. Oh my God. Okay. It's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, what's you've what's done it now. It's to time for Rod's <laughs> rant of the day. Hold on to your butt.
2: All right, we're talking about the Rice Owls because we're 24 hours away from game day, so we're getting into the game plan for the Longhorns and what they uh may end up seeing um, from the Rice Owls offensively and defensively. We'll start with the offense for the Rice Owls. I do believe and we talked to um uh Taylor McCark yesterday. Who did yes. a great job. And I think we had some kinfolk from Taylor McCark actually hit us up on the the Specs text yeah, line. Vista
1: Ridge, yeah. Yeah, we well, somebody, I know. Well, somebody just said,
2: they go back and scroll through. They were like, I'm Taylor's, and I didn't get a chance to see dad exactly texted what it was. In earlier. Well, was. it Taylor's dad?
1: Well, here's what's kind of cool about that. When, Thanks, when Taylor's dad. I, I met awesome. Taylor McCarg when he was playing at Vista Ridge, and he came. I and, saw him at Vista Ridge. Yeah, and his dad <laughs> was listener of our show. and uh, So, yeah, his dad introduced Taylor and said, yeah, my son's going to play quarterback here, and now he's off. And I saw a little bit. He did that game last night with uh, – it was uh, Trent Dilfer's debut. UAB. Oh yeah, and they ran it Talking up. Talking
2: a lot of trash. Did he run it up? They Trent ran Dilfer up. did. They did. He's been talking a lot of trash about how nobody can
1: poach his players in the transfer Well, party. you know Trent's going to be uh, opinionated. Well, it's it's no smart. You,
2: you have to be at that level so you can get eyeballs on you. You can go viral well, he was, and uh, bring we, attention to your university.
1: Well, if you were watching Sports Center last night, Scott Van Pelt led sports Center with a conversation. One of the early early windows was him talking to Trent Dilfer. There you go. is
2: what Dion did at Jackson State. Same thing. You yep. got to keep saying crazy stuff and then keep trending. And then maybe if you win along with that, then you start building substance with the style. But you got to go style for first and just you know, let people know that where you at and so people will pay attention um yeah. all right uh let's pay attention to the rice owls the rice owls listen if they decide to come out and just run the football and we know Tui sopo he says they want to run the ball but why the hell would you bring in the highest rated signee in the history of the program, at the quarterback position, where, by the way, you have struggled, all right? Mike Bloomgren since he's been at Rice, he hasn't had a season where he hadn't used at least three starting quarterbacks. That's crazy. So why would you bring in this highly rated signee, highest in the history of the program, at the quarterback position, and not use him? So I think that Rice is going to come out early on and throw to open up the run. I think they're going to just, and talk about short passes, not vertical shots downfield. They don't have the time for that. JT Downs will get killed. They don't have the old line for that. They can't hold up like that. But what they can do is they can manufacture easy completions. Quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game. We're talking about slants. We're talking about quick outs. We're talking about hitches. Stuff that Texas may be willing to give up. All right, just because they may be playing off coverage, or because they may be playing a zone, there are things you can do. Also, roll, uh, roll out bootlegs, uh, waggles to kind of cut off, move the pocket, cut off the pass rush. You can do that too. The RPO, which is a combination of the quick game and the run game, and we know Sopo, the new offensive coordinator, loves the RPO. He said he was brought to Rice uh, to explore a to ex- explore it deeper connection with the RPO. Those were his words. Alright, so we know they want to do that. They just haven't had the quarterbacks they trust to be able to manipulate the uh, the mesh point um, and truly be an RPO quarterback. JT Daniels can be that guy. This is a guy that hell Sark offered at one time, right? Talking about one of the highest-rated uh, recruits that was coming out uh, his year as a prospect. In 2021, Rice's passing game was the best they had had uh, since 2016 with four different starting quarterbacks, and in 2022, they had the best best-passing offense at Rice since 2008, 65th in the country. I think they're going to come out and throw to open up the run, and their best weapon is in the passing game. It's Luke McCaffrey. He is their top target. So I I think, E, if they come out and just try to run the ball against Texas, and you're talking about an offense that averaged barely over four yards per rush, Texas kept teams last season to uh, 3.4 yards per rush. Uh, on average, they, they're one of the better rush defenses in the country. I just think that would be a fool's errand to come out and just try to run the ball against Texas. Early on, I've seen even games against USC, Louisiana Tech, know, uh, even you go look at it, some of the Southern Miss. They would throw early on, um, even with the quarterback they had at the time. I think his name was uh, T.J. McMahon. Then they had um, A.J. Pad- uh, Padgett that was also one of their quarterbacks they had last season. They've never been this competent at quarterback. I think you're going to see them throw a little bit early on just to inspire confidence
1: in this team. Love it, love it, yeah. and that'll be something we're watching for and looking for. I, yeah. You, you asked a question. You said something yesterday at the uh, Street Bar. You say things all the time that pique my interest and I'm curious about. But uh, you, you, you threw out the scenario that because I'm, I'm just in my head, I'm dunce. I'm thinking Texas going all vanilla. Texas going against Alabama. And I think I show them anything. Mm-hmm. But you threw out the idea that Texas could show them everything, which I think <laughs> is interesting. That if you have a new defensive coordinator, new, new, you know, Alabama's got a lot of new players. With with twenty hour a week minimums, mm-hmm. what if Sartre came out and said, "Look, look at all these personnel groupings. We're showing you all of it. Yep. Now yep. we may not show you all the plays. We run out of our personnel groupings, well, but we're going to show you some everything. of it. Yeah. And we need we're, we're we're bringing it all. Yep. We're going six six offensive linemen. We're going, going you know Wildcat out there with like 20, 21. Well, yeah. I it's 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 just two schools of thought. You either go I really, love that. I mean yeah. Make them over prepare essentially." Instead of, well, which ones, and we can let our, ask our audience a little bit about that too, the, on the specs text line. Which one is uh, more clever? Which one is more uh, cloak That's, and dagger to go show everything, not, you know, as far as formations, mm-hmm. a lot of razzle personnel dazzle groupings. things you might do, personnel groupings, uh, and make them prepare for it all, or make them guess which one is better or worse? I think with the familiarity between Sark and Sabin, I think showing them all, showing them a lot, might be an interesting way. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's that's why you're a football theorist. Yeah,
2: I, you know, and honestly, I think either one could work in the benefit of just showing them, showing, giving them way more information they could possibly process or digest in that allotted amount of time that they're given uh, by, by the NCAA to practice. Um, the I think the benefit of going that way, just giving them, you know, having them drink through a fire hose, essentially, <laughs> would be. They have plenty of sample size to to game plan what your tendencies, your 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 habits are as a team because they got two years of film on Sark and Sark has bragged about continuity, which is great. But also that means that I know exactly what you like to do. I know the uh, things you emphasize as a coach. You got the same coaches there running the same system with the same players. And so that means I got a very thorough evaluation of what you like to do and what your identity is offensively and defensively and even on special teams. So what's the point of the mystery? I know your quarterback is. It's Quinn Ewers. I know what concepts you like to run. I know the offense. Well, I, like I said, so what's the point of coming out there and going straight vanilla other than, oh man, we're going to save it all for all of our personnel, groupings, and formation for Alabama? Well, they got that. They got it in 2021. Robbie got it. I, you're only damn, no, I got it. <laughs> I got they got it. They got five, six Rod Beans in a sure. room somewhere. that are watching film, and they're doing the same thing. So if you really want to get, you know, really football theorist about it, you could just decide, you know what, let's just show them, Way more information they can process, and then we'll make sure they waste practice time. They're going to waste tons of practice time preparing for everything. We're not going to use everything. We're going to use the concepts and the schemes that work best for us that put us in a position to be successful. We're not going to throw everything at them, but they can prepare for everything, which means they'll be ill-prepared for the thing that we're going to attack them with.
1: The old reverse Johnny. <laughs> the old <laughs> hidden ball yeah, trick. Yeah. I like it. I, mean, I like it. Make them overthink. It, exactly. Overthink and they only get it. 20 hours. I mean, that's the part Come of that. On, they man. only get so many hours of practice time or yep. on field practice time. Mm-hmm. I mean, 20 hours might be too much. I think you only get 20 hours total with the players. Yeah. Whether you you're on get the a field lot of time. And so it's, uh, and you know, that, that you're, you're trying to beat a Nick Saban team that never loses in September. I mean, they just don't. Uh, so you've got to find ways. I like it. We'll take your thoughts on that. Also coming back with Bullish or BS, uh, things including raise your hand if you're shooting birds right now. Raise your hand. Don't put your hands off the trigger or whatever, but raise your hand if you're in a dove blind somewhere or out in the field shooting birds listening to our show Uh, or shoot us a text. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, That's an annual September 1st ritual and rite of passage. If you're shooting birds and listening to our program, we appreciate it. We're coming back with Bullish and BS.
0: Bullish or BS? Brought to you by the Austin Gamblers.
1: Yeah, Bullish and BS brought to you by the Austin Gamblers every uh, morning. Good luck to the Austin Gamblers this weekend. The PBR Team Series, the Camping World Team Series continues. Oh, yeah. at, at A lot of college football this weekend, but uh, a lot coming. Uh, they're still right there at 12-1. Keep an eye on uh, Jose, Vitor, Lemme, and the rest. They'll be cranking it up this weekend. Also, uh, I'm bullish on this, run. I'm bullish that next Friday after our show, I'm going to go see our guy, Dr. Greg Eckert. My oh, guy, yeah. Dr. Greg Eckert. And uh, come Saturday, I'll have a new smile. I'm going to get my smile rebuilt. Been it don't working. take long. It don't take, it don't two, take long. three hours. Eckert, he said man. three hours. Mm-hmm. I'll be in. I'll be out. Doctor, I'm going to rebuild. the. I'm a teeth grinder, apparently. I found that out when I first started going to see Dr. Eckert. I sleep at night. I would grind my teeth over the years. that they're they're are smaller. Was it than stress? What are you doing? You stressing out? I don't know. Just some people. And so he immediately fitted me for a mouthpiece that I wear at night when I'm sleeping, ah. which oh. when it prevents my teeth from touching while I sleep. Oh man, I would um, choke on that thing. No, nah, it's very comfortable. It really, is it <laughs> fits right to my mouth. But either way, so but there's still a lot of damage done, some cracks and such. And so uh, and there's they've I've kind of ground them down to smaller than they should be. So my uh, he's going to rebuild it. Uh, is it affecting the smile? Exactly, so my smile is not where it should be or where it would have been had it not been grinding my teeth all this time. Get that right, man. So, uh, you know, we're going to rebuild them. So that will be next Friday. Can't wait to show you before and afters and uh, uh, looking good. So thank you to Dr. Greg Eckert. He's back with us and a big part of our show and our station, and thanks so much. But Dr. Greg Eckert, I'm bullish. I'm gonna I'm gonna am gonna, oh. gonna dazzle you with my pearly whites rod. Brand I'll be new smiling Spain. all the time now, which You should. People you. always say you need to smile more. I'm like, "Well, <laughs> I'll be smiling then." If <laughs> you've got a, a
2: confident f- smile. It makes you want to smile more. The d- damn right. That's where it goes, man. man. it's gonna be a beautiful smile. It I know is. that.
1: Well, thank you, buddy. You gonna
2: get them you to get them whitened too? You already got the uh I I think they're already white. All right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna go, Doctor. E, I'm Doctor. U. am gonna get him whitened, and
1: I actually I get some work done too. But you need to get in Doctor. Record. I do. Uh, Patrick Davis is too. Hey, uh, I am also bullish on this. Guinness Book of World. A, a woman has grown her mullet. Oh no! To such a level. Why? Why that are we doing this? She has now been acknowledged by the Guinness Book of World Records. This is not good.
0: Hell yeah. No.
1: Bullish. No. And where else? Okay. Guess. Oh. Can you guess the state she lives in? And it's not Florida. I'll just Oklahoma. 11. Oklahoma. Nope. No, <laughs> From Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, ugh. Fifty-eight-year-old uh, woman named Tammy Manis.
0: Tammy with an I, by the way. Never get mixed up with a lady named Tammy with an I. I, I got a crazy Aunt Tammy. You got a crazy Everyone Aunt does. Tammy with an I. <laughs> I think so. I think so.
1: <laughs> they did round the money. Tammy with an I. Mm. Uh, Tammy Manis has the bragging rights in the world. She's fifty-eight. Don't. Wow. She, is she? Is she married? No, no, I think she's I single.
2: Hope not. She didn't even mention her husband because she's growing the world's longest mullet. She's That's been growing lying. it for over
0: 30 years. And her husband
2: left her 15 years ago <laughs> because
0: she kept growing the mullet. Speaking of uh, mullets, <laughs> did y'all see the fight at that Morgan Wallen concert, the video, like, the porta potty fight? I didn't know. Oh, the, the ladies?
2: That at was the that t- at the Morgan t- Wallen yes. show?
1: I saw that. They were throwing hands and threw, like, some like, girl got thrown into a porta
2: potty Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she came kicking out. Oh, thrown into a porta potty. That was oh, good. That's, you'll find that. That's
1: not good. There's some pictures of Tammy with an eye Manis.
2: Yeah, Tammy. See, this is. I bet. I think Tammy's. I think Tammy single. It measures five I foot eight
1: inches long. She's single. That's what's going on here, and yeah. will be forever.
2: <laughs> as long as you keep growing that damn bullet, she's gonna be but single. Butt rod. They go hand in hand.
1: Butt rod. Oh man. Uh, she's it's, now been acknowledged by the Guinness Book of World.
2: World I miss my. She wallet. lives on
0: forever. You miss your mullet? Yeah, right? I miss my beard too. Queen,
2: yours mullet gone too, man. The mullet desert. gone. The mullet. Didn't Mike Gundy cut his mullet?
0: He did. He's
2: got
1: the quaff going now. It's kind of, like oh, a, kind he of got kind of a flow
2: mini mullet gone. Kind of like it's in style it right the now The
1: mullet's in style. Yeah. Uh, she <sighs> also says, uh, you know, it it takes a while to wash all that hair. You think? She says I uh, generally, generally keep it braided because my hair is actually longer than I am yeah, tall. Yeah,
2: it drags on the ground. It's disgusting. That's disgusting. And does she cook? Because I need a hair net, a huge hair net. Like, how does she
0: – there's hair everywhere. I feel like this is definitely like a hoarder situation. I don't think she's probably eating out. <gasps> and, That's and a
2: like, good point. I think you're right. She's definitely it, a recluse. Yeah, you're right. She's a, she might she be a She has quoted mm-hmm. as saying,
1: growing yeah. the longest mullet uh, ever, never really came across my mind. It started out uh, small uh, in the 80s. Everybody had a rat tail. <laughs>
2: It started as a rat tail,
1: and I started oh. growing my rat tail. And over the years, it just kept growing. So I've
0: wow. it. that's what happens when you don't get haircuts. And time flies.
2: Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I Knoxville, think, Tennessee. I think she just—I I think she focused her energy on the wrong thing. But you know what? She's gonna live on forever, and She'll,
0: she's in the Guinness Book.
2: Nobody's ever gonna surpass that.
0: Do kids still buy those Guinness Books World Records? I remember. Every I year remember I, when I was a kid. I loved them. Yeah, I bought one every year at the, the big fair. tall guy, the little short guy. The, Do they fat still person. book fairs at schools? Oh. It says Tammy is book in, fairs? Is yeah. In, oh, in, I in, love book fairs. I love When I was in like oh. elementary school, the book fair was those days were Dude, cl- that was close amazing. with like the yep. that splash day oh. like, or like a oh. fair day or something like yeah,
2: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was with you on that. I love that. It I is love It's such a mullet.
0: It's got a little like bird nest looking thing on
1: top. This is The sides are actually shaved. Oh. And then the so mullet she, is just oh. a thing of beauty. It is no, like, it's not. That's it not a fun. thing of beauty.
2: Don't <laughs> do not encourage her. It's
1: spectacular.
2: If someone says she's a nurse. Oh, I'm glad she served, she's she's uh, of service. Dude, know, the, she's uh, choosing to serve. But
1: oh man, It's the trailer park waterfall. It's I, I looking think she's great.
2: She's lonely and she can't figure out why. And it's like just look in the mirror. It's that damn mullet. <laughs> That's why. Come on.
1: Come on, man. Hey, can we uh, – what do you have that you're bullish on, Rod? Uh, I
2: just want to re- – real quick. You guys,
1: you got your BS on this, Rod. Right? Ty's bullish. I'm BS on that. It's just terrible.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, uh, bullish or BS, TJ Hawkinson, highest paid tight end in the league now.
0: BS. Yes. That is BS.
2: I don't know how that happened. They gotta, Don't they got to pay Justin Jefferson? Yeah.
0: Travis Kelsey's is like the fourth or fifth.
2: Travis Kelsey is now the fourth highest paid tight end at $14.3 he Got a big mega deal. Well, year. remember,
0: they traded for
1: him last year, and I'm still surprised within their own division of the Detroit Lions traded him here. Because, look, as bad as their defense was in Minnesota, their offense, when they added T.J. Hawkinson is when that – yeah, I mean, he becomes – he controls the, the seam and – The middle uh, of the field. And that work opens things really well. up for Justin yeah. Jefferson. That's true. Uh, he's an elite tight end. And he's another one of those Iowa tight ends, Rod. Think about George Kittle, TJ oh, no. Hawkinson.
2: I once had a list of I, I gotta go find it. I once actually did the research on this of our tight ends. Because there's a, a disproportionate amount of our tight ends having success in the Sam NFL. Laporta, it's who is crazy. the latest,
1: he just got drafted in the second round by the uh who yeah, drafted Sam Laporta, Green no, I'm like,
2: whoever the tight ends coach is for our we gotta figure out who that is. Well, as, to as a matter of fact,
1: as I told you, when I was driving from Elgin to Lavaca Street Bar yesterday, I heard an interview Rich Eisen talking to um Kirk Ferentz, and Rich Eisen asked him that question, and he said, you know, we just we feature the position. We teach them to do a lot of things. We expect a lot out of them. We look for good athletes, and he, he mentioned George Kittle came in, as, and the reason they recruited yeah. him is that, as he said, his mother was an All-American basketball player at Drake. There you go. And he was only like 6'2 and 210 when they got him. He kind of knew he'd get a growth spurt, and he was going to be athletic. They knew how to and, identify him. Yeah, they know how to, to find the body type, and yeah, yeah. T.J. Hawkinson, though. That's somebody to you know if you have fantasy football drafts this weekend, oh yeah, grab him, grab him uh, middle to late. Yeah, because they're not paying him all that money not to use. Him. That's exactly right. <laughs> Somebody's like, all right, we we're paying him all his money, we're gonna use him, we're gonna feature him.
2: But bullish
1: <laughs> on the highest paid tight end, we'll see. What do you mean,
2: Travis Kelsey's got to be
1: going? Hey, what's going on? Here? And Patrick Mahomes. and you won't sign Chris Jones.
2: They got they got three of the best players at their position, and they won't pay any of them market value. That is how. You have a dynasty working with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's amazing. All right,
1: we will be back. By the way, uh, always listen to Rich Eisen in the afternoon. we got more. But he had another interview that i got to play for you later, Rod. And who said that? Who said that? You'll love it. Uh, You'll love it, too. We come back at headlines time. Sark's, Sark's depth chart. Still being coy about it, but he did reveal some nuggets yesterday. Details to come on that.